Buenas noches, San Antonio. Welcome to Puro SAFC. It's Matt. And Clayton. How you doing, Clayton? Man, I'm good, dude. So for, um, maybe you probably don't know this, but for non-super music aficionados out there, that's uh, music we just heard there. That the Joe Ely band from a, a live album called Live Shots that was uh, recorded in 1981, I think, and he was on tour with The Clash. Joe Ely was on tour with The Clash in 1981, going all around England. In and, England? Yes, over in England. Like, and uh, there were probably some. There's probably some partying going on, don't you think? That's a. That's kind of a random two 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 bit double bill. Well, you know they, they like over there in Europe. They love like our like Americana, like our Cosmic Cowboys, like our. Uh, you know, like in Ireland and stuff like that. Yeah, Garrett T. Caps is supposed to be in Europe touring right now, but he ain't. But anyway, we're not here because we're music aficionados. We're here because we're soccer aficionados, right? We're back in the pod den, baby. We are, and there's a little change, a little landscape change. Um, the bar is gone. Yeah, and I was, and I was a little sad at first, but um, but I'm a grown man. I already have a bar upstairs in the actual house. What kind of grown man? I don't need two bars, right? Like, isn't that isn't that overkill? Well, I guess if you're missing it, you could move it down here. I could, I could. But anyway, there's Casadoras there for you, and yeah. uh, so the landscape hasn't changed too much, right? Gracias. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, it's good to be back, man. It's summer, so things are thing. You know, coronavirus still raging, but normally we'd Whew. be normally right now we'd be talking SAFC. And all the rest of Europe and stuff like that would be over, right? Ooh, good point. Good you know, point. like Champions League would be over. Um, they were they wouldn't even be doing like talking about crazy transfers and stuff like that right now. Like guys would be on vacation. They would be no. Nope. All, the, all the Euros would have been gone they'd to be, Ibiza. They'd be doing the Euro Cup right now. Oh, they would. Good I point. wanted to go to that, and I will be going to Euro 2021. Put it in your calendar, Clayton. I'm Ooh, gonna be there. Big statement for Matthew. Oh yeah. Well. Michelle and I hatched this plan. Aren't they doing it differently this year where it's like um, groups, like whole groups are playing in big European cities spread I think out? there's something like 12 host cities. Yeah. So I'm either going to go to Italy or Greece to watch it. And they don't have that many, they, they don't have that many groups, right? They don't have 12 groups, do they? No, but they did expand it. That's right. Six or eight groups. I yeah. don't remember which. I think it could be six groups and 12 stadiums. Yeah, that was going to be going on this summer. What what other tournament? Was there going to be a, a Gold Cup or a Copa America? Probably both, but who knows? Right. Ain't happening this year. Yeah, so we'd be talking about, our focus would be on SAFC. Because this is puro SAFC, right? Well, yeah. But instead of co- tournaments, we got European soccer to talk about. We do. But you know what? Because this is puro SAFC... We're going to somehow get European soccer. We're going to tie that in mm. to some point. We're going to talk about SAFC, right? How so, Clayton? Well, we'll I think what we want to do... And we oh, talked you, about, you want me to read the uh, title? Yeah, please. Thumb, oh, there's two, to- oh, two topics that you said. I'm quoting you. First one, thumbs up, thumbs down on all the leagues that have started. Boom. Yeah, and I just threw that out there, and maybe that sounds very specific. But you know that's that's a general that's a general framework for what we want to do do tonight, right? Yeah, and then number two is what can MLS, USL, SAFC, USA, all the acronyms. What can all the American leagues and teams learn from what's happened in Europe? So like, 
history repeating itself. We're not back yet. We're going to be back. So what can we take the good and the bad and make work here when hopefully we come back on July 11th, right? Yes, that's, and we'll talk about that. Maybe like, there's a little bit of news, you know, that we can share as well about some different things. As, but when we, when we get to that. Is July 11th a Saturday? Um, because that's a date that I keep seeing in the press releases. I don't know the answer to that. It is. July 4th is a Saturday. It is, yes. I mean, the 11th, so the 11th is, a is a Saturday. It is. You're 100% correct. So that's the date that they've publicly said, right? Yep. The players also agreed to the union having their wages or whatever, right? Not like baseball. No baseball situation. I think that they were talking about terms like when contracts would end, and they finalized that. Because this is something that we'll talk about in regards to Europe also. This is a very different business model for the world of soccer. Hmm. Like, Because right now, there would be a lot of guys... Well, I don't want to jump ahead. But anyway, um, like... Things are figuring out, figuring out how long their their rent will be paid for. Yeah, because that is something that in the USL that they probably don't have to worry about over in Europe. But like these paying these guys rents and stuff like that because they just don't make the same kind of money that you see over in Europe. So good, I like that you brought all that up because like we're gonna look at Europe to inform what we think SAFC could and should do. Good trend. Yeah. When they come back. Yeah, right? I think that's yeah, I think that's kind of where so my head is. We're not just gonna sit here and be like, I like soccer balls. Yeah. Green soccer no, balls. No, no, no. Like we're, we're going somewhere with this, hopefully. We're, we're smarter than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well I do like We can go macro macro micro, call it whatever you want. We've we've got a plan. We're making the global local. Yeah. Clayton. So that's, that's the plan. So um so I guess the best way to phrase it as far as we like all of the five major leagues are in Europe are active. The five major leagues, except for, <laughs> except for France, who voted that they that their season was just going to end. They canceled the rest of their right. season. Did they keep the standings? Um, Did they declare PSG the champs? Yes. They, I think there was something, too, that PSG had already clinched the championship, and so they weren't as concerned with canceling the rest of the season. I, I didn't read the specifics of it. I do know that after they um, had voted to not play anymore to declare a champion and be done with it one of the owners of Nice or Lille or something like that like is like what why everyone else is playing why do we why do we decide this so fast guys and like there was legal action and the government stepped in and said no the decision's final I don't know the exact rulings and all that kind of stuff but but I mean they got the government involved yeah honestly it sounded more like a government mandate type thing where the government had regulations and the league was like, due to what they say, we have to cancel. Right, because in Germany, and we talked about this when we last potted probably two or three weeks ago, that Germany, they had said, yeah, we, we're going to start playing, but not until they got the government's okay, right? Yeah. That, that was, that was a, a hurdle, a step. I mean, you're not supposed to have more than 10 people together in Texas at a certain point, right? Yes, there you go. So there's, by necessity, 11 on 11 on a soccer field. Okay. That's at least 22 people. But, so so now we have England has started up this last weekend, or the, the English Premier League. Um, Germany is almost done. They only have one more week. Well, I think you could simplify it and say Germany started almost a month ago They've got one more game date, right? Yes. Everyone else started last week around? Yes. About? Yes. And will play until about the end of July? Yeah, they have approximately eight to ten more games left each. So what's that? Spain, Italy, England? Yes. That's 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 
That's who I'm watching. That's as much as I can talk about. Yeah. I can't talk about Czechoslovakia. I can't talk about... I didn't think that you didn't know. I just think it, if, I, if you're on the radio, it's easier to think about the one that started early and the other ones that just started and they're going to end last. Yeah. And then, in August, they'll have a little 10-day Europa League Champions League which, tournament. Which, that that's exciting to me. Yes. So, and so, how about... The, I'll just start with that. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, um, UEFA, for... For saying putting the plan in place, we're gonna do this, and you know things obviously can change. I get that, you know, but they've got a plan in place to finish the Champions League and the UEFA UEFA Cup, and that's that's awesome. In well, Portugal for the Champions League, I believe so, and, and I don't Europa I, League. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But anywho, but anywho, and. Thumbs up to that, which leads me to a thumbs down. I'm just going to jump in real quick. I am learned two for one. I've learned so quickly um, that not just in the United States but everywhere, TV money dictates everything, and um, not to the point where it's ruined the game or anything like that. But it's given me this sense, and I've watched, I've watched, I haven't watched any Spanish games yet because I don't get the channel that they have. I've watched Italian games, I've watched German games, I've watched English games. I just get this sense that they're, a lot of the games I've watched, they're just going through the motions. Whoa. And just trying to, fit. I know, there you go. Whoa. And I don't know who to blame this on, I don't know, maybe TV Whoa. money, but it just seems like a lot of these teams are just going through the motions to me. And I don't know whether that's indicative of the fact that there's no, there's no fans in the stands, so the pageantry is not there, the... Name names, Clayton. What do you mean? Name. I want to know what's. Who are these teams that are just mailing it oh, out? Oh, like so. Schalke is a team that I follow. They have. <laughs> They're just terrible. They, but they weren't before the break. They 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 were in second place, like in in November or December. They've now lost something like ten games in a row. I know. I understand. And we've that. only been back for a few games. I understand. So so they were so already. You're not, you're not disagreeing with me. Terrible and looking like you're going through the motions can oftentimes coincide. Yes. I think they sucked. Oh, no, what I'd like to say is. Before you give the counter argument, I'd rather give it. Could it be because there's not fans in the stands? Yeah, I mean, de- definitely that's something. But I can't give a thumbs up or thumbs down about that. No, but your thumbs down is that TV money rules the world. But yes. could another cause of the lackadaisicalness? Or you're going to say, like, just the lackadaisicalness of some teams. Yes. That look like they're at practice. Yes, it, it does. And not like they're fighting for their job. And, like if you, and it looks like if you asked the, half the guys... They'd be like, eh, whatever, you know. Now, like, I, I don't necessarily need to be playing this game, and like, and so that's what what I'm talking about. They're they're doing this, and the owners need this because of the TV money. Because a lot of the, these teams would have to give back a, a giant portion of the television money that they receive, and it would be like I already saw like Manchester United gave back like thirty five million dollars or something like that. Okay, Clayton, are are you highly engaged at your current job? It sounds like a trick question. Yes, I am. Yes. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> My last three months of school, I struggled with like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a oh, job. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm going to do the job that is that is assigned to me that I must do. And I did it. But did I have the same passion? There is a certain malaise that exists in same, me. Same passion as a day-to-day. And, 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 and I understand what you're saying. I don't. You can't really blame that on, on you anybody. You blame the players. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, yes, it's TV money, but TV money's also paying them. 
Right. And they wouldn't even be there. It's nobody's fault but my own and your own that this malaise, that we have this malaise. Well, I'm not trying to cast blame. Uh, I, I'm just trying to say that I think we're all going through that. So Right. I'm just saying, so let me, I guess let me, thumbs down to the general um, feel of the game that, that, I, that I've been watching. Ooh. And I guess maybe I think it's the TV money that is, is to blame. How about that? No, I understand. I think I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. I'm just trying to look dig deeper into that. Right, and we and we see here in the United States, we see the difficulties that TV money and stuff like like baseball can't figure it out. A lot of that is based well, on, why is on that? money. What does base does baseball have some? Can I? Uh, the German league hadn't gotten their last payment, and a lot. If you dig a little bit, a lot of the analysis says the reason they came back first not only was Germany ahead of the curve the most but also the teams hadn't gotten a third of their yearly contract whereas in England they'd gotten the money and they were going to have to return it right so they want to do it but they can finish it when they want but the Germans are like can't pay their rent because they're waiting on the money right. the German league is set up very differently in that TV um, installments th- there aren't um, there there aren't giant oligarchs that own yeah. the teams yeah we've and gotten into that before right there's not individual owners that can that can finance and take a giant hit so compare to me why all the other leagues in America are getting moving forward and baseball's not is that a TV thing I, I think it is because the owners get all that money and so they so they want they want to play the players don't get any chunk of that money so they don't really care so like the postseason having a postseason is huge because contracts kick in and owners make money based mm-hmm. on postseason on on television money based on postseason stuff players don't get that much more money from making the postseason and stuff like that but the players want to have a championship right they don't want to play a season that just that, ends and there's a there's <laughs> something that we can talk about you know like I mean, do you play the game because you love the game or do you play the game because you're getting paid? You know, there's like, I mean, I, I can't, there have been lots of examples of baseball players and basketball players saying, eh, I'm, I don't like, there's, hey, why am I doing this? You know, hey, like, in a pandemic, you don't play the game even if you love it. So the reason to go back and play professional base, they're not at home playing baseball with their buddies. Right. The, it's, am I going to risk my life to make a bunch, a shit ton of money? Right? Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, I think you, you may be onto something. It's a long way to get there. But, uh, like, baseball is the American sport that most, that least relies on TV money. It most relies on gate revenue because there's yes. so many games. That, and that's, yes. So and the that, owners have so the, the... The owners want to reduce the number of games possible. They have the least amount... To gain by, by playing. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Could go a long way to explaining it. I, I mean, I just... And, and like I said, I don't I don't have numbers to sit down here and crunch, and I don't think anybody listening would care. But just this general malaise that I see out of a lot of these games, and like you said, it could be because there isn't the fans, there isn't the same atmosphere. There's this um, what's the word I'm looking for? This uh, this antiseptic type um, <laughs> attitude to yeah. th- yes, environment to things that make it like not the camaraderie, not the pageantry, not the not the the spectacle that, that it normally is. And could, so that may just take away from it. I don't know. Could it also be that uh, in a normal season, if the sixth place Bundesliga team was playing the 12th place Bundesliga team, you would never, ever, ever watch that game. 
but now there's no other game on, and so you and you don't have a job that you are passionately working nine, twelve hours a day at. Yeah. So yeah, you watch it. No, but see, that's just it. You would think that because I've been starved for soccer, that I've been that I would I would watch everything. Mm-hmm. But because of what I've seen so far. I don't watch well, what a lot if, of the stuff. You told me you watched Leicester Villa today. Well, I do because I have a rooting interest in Leicester okay. in one of the one of the competitions that we're in. I'm saying that you have the time and ability to watch a lot of games that you wouldn't normally watch. Where if Stuttgart was playing Frankfurt, you wouldn't watch that game. But you know what? It's two o'clock and it's baby Charlie. Well, I see what you're saying. So Stuttgart. I can make these observations. No, no, because I wouldn't. You're normally... just watching a game you wouldn't normally watch. Yeah, and you put it on and it sucks, and you turn it off. True. I see. Yes, it's like my head knew knew that this like it didn't need to watch this beforehand, but now because yeah. now it's come gotten out. Of like it. I said, it's Baby Charlie <laughs> or a professional soccer game. There you go. And then you think it's going to be good, and then you're like, oh, well, well, that team has nothing to play for, and that team has. Right. I don't know. And no, you're you're. I think you're helping me with my point, and and it's like, but I don't. I don't know who to blame, but it, I mean, Schalke, I was just—I was looking for blame. By Schalke is a good example because they dropped; they're out of the Europa League spot. They—they look terrible. Like, what are they playing for right now? Besides just to yeah. finish the season and get their paycheck. Yeah. What do you have? What do you got? My first thumbs up is the summer of soccer, Clayton. Summer of soccer. Like it was really disappointing that. When the Euro uh, Cup got canceled, the other tournaments got canceled this summer. I'm a teacher. I love that during the summer there's tournament soccer to watch. And dang, it's great. Like, even the Bundesliga is playing more random days. This week, Clayton, what do I got? Monday, I don't know if there was a, there was someone decent on Monday. Yesterday was Man City-Burnley, and Man City just trounced Burnley. Man City on Monday. So there's a good team at least, all yeah. right? Today I watched. Barcelona. Oh, and there was good Italian games. Like Juventus played somebody good, and but anyway, go ahead. Tuesday I watched Barcelona. Bam. Wednesday Real Madrid's playing, and also my new favorite hipster team, Atalanta. Gotta watch them. Thursday Man City Chelsea. All these midweek games and all the times. It's not like everyone plays at seven thirty or everyone plays at nine a.m. There's a game at nine. There's a game at one. There's a game at two thirty. Like. They're purposefully not at the same time so that everyone can watch them. And it's just like soccer fiesta. And I'm fired up, man. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. And there's also been there's been Division Two promotion uh, promotion games on ESPN Plus, which are like, if you want to talk about if you're a purist and you you you're watching soccer because you love watching soccer no matter where it is, where it's played, then there's that. And like and yes, I've been, I've been, I've been watching it. You know what I'm so, saying. So there may be some crappy games on, but there are more games at more times. Normally, you know, Saturday morning, eight thirty, nine o'clock, ninety percent of the games are played in that one window. So if you want to watch Leicester and Real Madrid, you have to choose. And now it's like, well, you just choose the time of the day when you want to sit down and watch. Oh, so I. Big thumbs up for that scheduling glitch, okay. which I'll come back to when we get to USL about should the USL think about something like that. All right. I'm going to do a thumbs up and a thumbs down on general production value um, from the broadcast. You're trying to get a thumb up and a thumb down yes. at every... Thumbs down. I don't see how your first... I watched... Um, thumbs down, I watched the, uh, the Copa Italia final, which was Juventus and Napoli... Yes, Juventus and Napoli. I mean, and 
for starters, it's a zero zero game. Right. So I don't care about the production value. Claim. But like they had this weird thing in the back where they had computer like generated people holding up like like yes. placards that were all red and then switched to the color like as you move closer Fake to the digital goal. fans. Yeah, and it was really difficult for me to even and like and after a while the soccer was was bad enough that I I just didn't care. Can we but be, it was but it was really bothersome. Can we be more specific and say cuz I same thing it's it's not uh production values it's the digital fans. Well that's what I mean by the production that the TV that the TV well, is the station is. The game was very sharp and well lit. It just had these digital bullshit. All right, I maybe I'm not using the right technical term, but you understand what I'm saying. Thumbs up on today I'm watching Tottenham and um, and West Ham, and it's at Tottenham, and um, they score their second goal, and they're piping in the the crowd noise the whole time, which I like. And then after Tottenham scores, they start playing "Oh, when the Spurs go marching in," which you know a few different teams use. But like this is the first time I had heard crowd noise that was like specifically geared towards one team, and I thought that was cool. Really? Yes. I hadn't heard, like, had you heard Tiny Bubbles? I didn't hear, t- well, I hadn't seen West Ham play at home yet. But, like, I hadn't heard anything, like, being pro one team. I've, I've heard, like, you know, the, the crowd noise go up when the when the oh. home team does something good. But they, they were actually singing a song that was supportive of Tottenham. And I guess that's NBC Sports Network that decided to make that, de- that, that made that decision. They, so that's kind of cool, I thought. They must be developing. Because I have a thumbs up, thumb down on that, too. All right. Thumbs up. To good fake crowd noise. Yeah. It's great. In the German League, what they did apparently is they went back to the same teams playing at the same stadium last year. There's a whole article written about this where they talk to the sound guy. Cool. And they record, okay, when Munich scored at home against Dortmund, what noise did the crowd make? And then they keep that. And if Dortmund, I mean, if Munich scores in that game, they play they that. They splice all these different reels together. But it's then... not just all Dortmund crowd or Munich crowd. It's at that stadium when they last played. Yeah, I know. I noticed that when in the um, in the Bayern Munich Dortmund game. Yes. And how the crowd like when they pass back to the keeper, they whistle. Yes, and yes. Stuff like that. Very cool. Yes. Very but very big thumbs up. The EPL I've watched has what I've seen called FIFA, like FIFA video game crowd noise, and it's just kind of a general sea of like. Generally, it has been that way, but Oof. but um, but Huge. today, but today they had like a specific chant after somebody scored a goal, and it was after Harry Kane had scored, and it was like you know a, some big big goal for him, like. But anyway, g- thumbs up, thumbs up for that. They need that. It's for me such an important thing. Like if a game doesn't have the fake crowd noise, I don't make it very long. I fall asleep. Well, and and I think I told you this the other day. And I would agree 100%, but I was watching the second division semifinal promotion game. It was Colchester and Exeter. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, I don't think ESPN is going to put in the crowd noise for that kind of production. Like, because it wouldn't sound right anyway, because those stadiums only hold like two or 3,000 people anyway. So... Do they just um, have like a British bar with people yelling at people? <laughs> well, it's kind of sounded like that, but I mean, you can hear all the... Um, instruction going on from the sideline and you can hear the guys communicating on the field and um, because they're all speaking English more mostly speaking English uh, I thought that was pretty cool thumbs up thumbs up to that so I could sit there and kind of hear but, what so you like it about. when there's not 
digit fake noise. I mean, you wouldn't be able to hear that at a at a giant stadium game. I know, APL, but in the but I second, I want to hear that. I I liked it in this little second division game. It, it 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 made it seem more provincial and it made it seem more authentic and genuine. Okay, there we go. There was no crowd noise, just the stadium. Yes, just the stadium. Like so, when the guy takes a goal kick, it sounds like a cannon going off. You know, <laughs> like it was. No, I can't do it. Okay. I need I need minor league noise if it's a minor league. Well, have you done it yet? Watched. Have you done it? Yeah, have you watched one of those games where there's no crowd where there's no crowd noise and it's just yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. When they like, I need the the cue in my ears to make me pay more attention. One of my favorite things to do is to watch a soccer game while reading the newspaper. Okay. And it, I can read a little, and when the crowd kind of picks up, or the announcer says "oh," then I perk up. <laughs> and so if it's not a team, I'm, if it's not a game or a team, I'm really interested in. I'm not multitasking. I'm just like I'm watching half of the soccer game, probably, and I'm not reading the newspaper very much either. But I'm kind of in and out. And when there's no crowd noise, it's just oh, there was a goal, and it's like what, huh? what, what, what? Okay. Okay. Me? Yeah. My turn. I'm gonna give a big thumbs up to the EPL Champions League drama. Um, Man U's in fourth. Tottenham's in eighth. Arsenal's in tenth. But did you know that Man City got banned and they're appealing the ban? Yes. So if they lose the appeal, the fifth place will get in the Champions League? Yep. Of course, you've got Leicester and Chelsea and all the others and Liverpool, but those are just the big teams that I have watched a bit of, Man U, Tottenham, and Arsenal. It's really good, man. There's a lot of good teams in a lot of good spots. And, like, any one of those teams could go on a run and make it. Even Arsenal in 10th. I don't care. They might be, like... Eight points out. But if they win every game left, they'd be in the Champions League. Especially if it's fifth place. So, that's cool, man. There's not... I mean, some, Liverpool's already got it sewn up. So, on some level, I'm like, why are we watching the, the Premier League? But I think that those teams all have characters and personality. And they're all worth watching. So, that makes a league so much more enjoyable that's playing every day. And the, and the, the relegation battle as well is... Um, I think there's five or six that are really locked that are really locked into into the relegation. And I know, but sorry, you finish. No, I, I a lot of times the relegation battle is is because there's there's way more on the line than just the extra money you get from the Champions League. You know? Huh, that's true, but there's way more drama involved. I feel like do I really care if West Bungington or East Anglican gets sent down this year? No, I don't. I I couldn't tell you a West Brom jersey from a Burnmouth jersey. I got it. On site. So do I care? No. Right. Is it and dramatic? Yes. But is it dramatic to me? And you're more vested in the chip because you're going to keep seeing those teams, you know? And so... There's, there's personality. Soccer, sports all about personalities. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. You know, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Like, you don't just watch sports just for technical reasons. Maybe you do, but I don't. I get it. I'm, I'm I need story. Talking. And I don't know those lowered people well enough. Um, let's see what you else. You want me to do, combine it with a thumbs down? Yeah, please do. <laughs> thumbs down to uh, no var fix, which relates to your relegation battle. Because what was the game where a goal was scored and the goal line technology? Oh yeah, didn't work? I totally would. I would have said this. Yeah, it was so, so Sheffield happened? Wednesday versus. Yes, I was watching Sheffield United. Sorry. Um, Sheffield United, and um. <laughs> and uh, 
they're fighting for a, a Champions League spot, Europa League place, and and uh, Aston Villa. Yeah. And Aston Villa, and a ball gets served into the box by um, Sheffield United. The Aston Villa goalie catches it. Um, one of his own players runs into him and pushes him and the ball all the way across the line and into the goal. The referee cannot see it. Um, so there's no whistle. He doesn't call. Uh, there's another player on the goal line as well and kind of blocking the angle as well. So difficult to see unless you have cameras set up. But there is no call. There is no VAR review. And the explanation given at the end of the game or at halftime was that in the first time in 9,000 matches, the goal line technology did not work because one player was blocking, or two players or three players were blocking all the cameras they had set up, and so they could not see it. And then VAR's response to that was, we did not review it and signal because the referee did not get a signal from the goal line technology and did not blow his whistle, so we didn't get the signal to even look at anything. They said, ask your mom, and mom said, ask your dad. Yeah, basically someone just forgot to come and flip the switch. Like, I think what happened was the guys that got were supposed to get everything ready the night before after three months, like, went out and were like, all right, we've got everything set up for tomorrow. First game back in the EPL. Let's go celebrate and go get a beer. And they went, and one beer turned into 27 beers, and whoever was supposed to turn the power on just forgot to turn the power on. It's COVID malaise, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but like where I'm at is you've got three months with nothing to do except sit around all day long. VAR has had so much. Every single Premier League week this year just goes on and on and on about a call or a thing. Isn't that their nature, though, complaining? Yes. Thank you for not making me say it. But you've had three months, and you don't even have a you don't have like any changes at all at all. This would have been a great time to come back and say, "Hey, we realized that blank and blank, so we're going to do this to fix it." So all you guys will shut up all the time. Nothing. Yeah, they they could have tweaked and improved, and it doesn't look like they did anything. No, they and didn't. maybe maybe they were preoccupied the whole time trying to figure out how just how can we make this work um that was the and that's me just giving make i guess trying to yes that was the first game back yeah it was the incident you're talking about yes and the replay clearly showed the ball in the goal definitively no questions asked right yes it's not like debatable or did he touch it was in the goal it did not get called or reviewed right well and it's like they, Uh. they say well, all the camera angles were blocked. What about the camera angle that I just watched on my TV and it shows the ball clearly across the line and the guy in the goal? What about that angle? How come How come me, Schlepp in San Antonio, uh, has that angle but no one else does? Yeah. Totally, so, totally. But yes, that, that goes straight into your argument. It's like somebody should have figured out that that is a possibility and not to allow that to happen. It seemed like a great opportunity to fix a problem and they didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Okay. You got some? Um, um, got some thumbs? No, I think I'm I'm done with uh, with my thumbs. Like I said, I haven't seen any Spain games yet. I haven't seen any Spanish like games. How about thumbs down to um, not being able to get B in sports really generally anywhere, uh, anywhere in the United States? That's a great segue into my big ass thumbs up for Roy Ray Hudson. 
God bless Ray Hudson. He's a treasure, man. I know exactly who Ray Hudson is. Yes. I watched the Barcelona game today, and I sent you the text of his quote. It said, the 6'5 goalkeeper comes out like a giraffe. Yeah. And he's, it was accurate, by the way. He's the one that's always like, a salmon rising from the stream. He said that today <laughs> about the uh, winger on Barcelona. It, he's kind of becoming a caricature of himself in that, like, you know, they make commercials with him and stuff they like that. They do? Uh, well, Who's they? BN? Maybe it's BN Sports. And, of course, I would make commercials with him, too. I mean, we make commercials with Dan Patrick and SportsCenter get anchors. I haven't had BN Sports for two or three years now because of this battle with cable. And I came into a password thanks to a friend. And boy, oh boy, he, he was, he's just as good as you remember. He loves, he loves the word magisterial. Yes. Is that a word? Yes. Like, he oh, comes. it's a magisterial piece of work. Barcelona's got a new midfielder whose Catalan has got a weird name. It, it's spelled one way and you say it another way. And he called him the little dictator. <laughs> the tiny dictator. He's good. This kid's worth watching. He, he makes... He makes those games infinitely more entertaining. Yes, it's like wine and cheese. It just pairs well. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is going on? What do you have any drama? Do you have anything for for Spain? Yeah. Like? So Spain, the title race, they were it's down to two teams. They're tied on points. Real Madrid and Barcelona both had eighty two. Um, one of them has a tiebreaker. I don't remember which. Barcelona won today, but that means they've played one more game. Yeah. So they're level, but. I believe it's that Real Madrid has the tiebreaker, and so you got what seven or eight games left, and they're dead heat. And it's just a, it's a two man race. Like normally, it's normally Athletic goes in there somewhere, but they've, they've they're they're a good fifteen points off. And they back. went through some transition this year. Yeah. Right? So, but what I love about this Monday Tuesday thing is Barcelona played today, Madrid plays tomorrow. And so because of the scheduling, you're going to have this constant back-and-forth doggy chase. And is it Spain? Did you tell me that, that there's a game being played every day until they finish their season? Yep. That's that's cool. I'm giving that thumbs up. I got that information from you, but that's a thumbs up that I haven't taken advantage of yet. But thumbs, thumbs up, Spain. Good job. Agreed. I love it. And, okay. like, think about it. Like, Spain and Italy is what, like, they have their military out, you know, like, keeping yeah. people indoors. They They... You know, I'm not trying to... You're trying to say if they can do it, anyone can do it. Yes, exactly. How about that? Is that a good transition into talking to about the United States of America and what's happening here? Just let me do one oh, really sorry. fast thumbs do up, it, thumbs do down. It, do, it, do, it, do it, do it, Thumbs up. But it was to, a good transition though, right? To Pogba and Bruno. The yes. new man crush twosome. Like, they're a couple, like Brangelina. If you don't know who they are, just watch the next Man U game. It's, a, it's worth watching. And thumbs down to the same old Jose Mourinho. Well, I Ugh. I brought up Bruno Fernandez to you a little while back after I had first seen him play for Man U. Are you like and the you guy? You kind of rolled your you kind of rolled your eyes. You're telling me like you saw him when he was in no. I'm not trying to say that I club. discovered him or anything. You just I just remember and you just kind of like I don't know whether it was just one game or I've known about this guy forever. Or, no, I know. just don't like Man U. Okay, that's so I t- would tend not to like one of their but players. Man, he played so many beautiful passes in the second half. Who? Like Bruno Fernandez and Pogba, both of them did. But anywho, for people listening, like watch some watch the Man, Man United game. Man U's fun two. again. There you go. That's yeah. the thing. And Tottenham's boring now. Yeah. All and because they, they look like they're having a good time playing for the baby-faced assassin Ole, that like their manager. They look scared and 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 mad all the time under Mourinho. Yeah, you know, and they're young, swashbuckling. Like, when was the last time that you turned on a Man U game and like you you didn't know any of the like 
that they've been breaking out players that I don't know who they are, you know, and but you now, never see that from Man U. I could see Jaden Sancho going there and it being just a full on track track and field <laughs> meet, <laughs> just a roundhouse kick to the face. Yeah, fast mother. Now that that would put the, that would put them back in Oof. like in in the talks. They'd need a, I guess, a left back, but otherwise... Whatever, that, that's not this show. Super great. That's not this show. Okay, Clayton, so you transitioned us to what can the USA, MLS, USL, what can we learn from this, Clayton? So, do you want to start with the MLS? Because they have a, a plan, and you know the plan probably better than I do. Well, I've got... Yeah, the MLS is coming back July 7th, I think it is, in Orlando, Florida. In a bubble concept, just like the NBA, they're going to be like in the next hotel down from the NBA. They're in Orlando for like a month, for the month of July. They're in six groups, and they play a little group stage, and then the top two go through, and there's a knockout portion. And because it's MLS, Clayton, there's all the groups have four teams. No, all the groups have five teams, except one group has six. Yes. And one group has four. Yeah. So there are 30 teams, and they didn't evenly split them, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard about. Yeah, life. I didn't understand that either. I, there's a lot that I didn't understand. But we're not going to focus on that. We'll right. just laugh about that. Yes, and so I guess one of the first things to bring up, what, what can they learn, what can they well, what, let me what s- can they do better, what can they do worse, is so they're doing the bubble concept. Yes. Is that... Why? Why are they? Why are they doing that? Why is that? I think the idea. Why is not none of the, none of Europe doing that? But we're doing that. I think one idea is you play for a couple weeks, and if you're into the playoffs, you stay, and if you're knocked out, you go home to your wife and kids because there's no visitors. And then also, once you kick out a month, and that month passes, then the idea is to play at your home stadium. And so some of the states aren't open, I think. And it, it, I guess it kind of gives them a trial run to looking at things because they've said they've openly said. We're going to see how things go, and then the rest of the season is kind of... Yeah, yeah after, right? after this one month, there's no plan plan. Right, they have not committed to so we're going to play this many games, like because this is unlike Europe in that we're starting our season, they are almost done with their season. True, and I think that they looked and said, there's not a lot of sports, we want to play games, we don't know what will happen in August, let's just play... And if it works, we keep going. And if it doesn't work, we'll just have this little, like, tournament. Yeah, and w- we don't have promotion and relegation. So <laughs> that's maybe another reason why um, they're doing it this way. I think it's a really good chance to get eyeballs. Okay, I see that. Because what's back right now in America? No, I mean, they're going to they're gonna be... A, is NASCAR they're the gonna only be the sport the NASCAR back? and golf. golf we'll is, we'll golf be the, the first team sport back. Yeah, of the... I guess MLS isn't considered one of the four majors, right? But, but even of, of the minors. They, is anyone playing sports right now? So MLS gets to showcase, basically. And they did what I would appro- what I what I think we learned they learned from Europe. These games are gonna be played there's gonna be one game at nine AM, one game at six PM it's a World Cup style tournament. And one game at 8 p.m. So no two games are at the same time, and every game is televised. So there'll be like three games a day. Three games a day. And a group will play every consecutive day. I don't know about that, but every day there's games, and there's three games every day. Yeah. And so you've got soccer whenever you want it. So this is really their chance, and let's say they're learning or they're doing doing a good job to saturate the market. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes? 
So like Spain playing every day, MLS is kind of taking taking that page. How about that? Can I go super devil's advocate to myself and yourself and say, is that a good thing? Do you want every team? Every, I, I'm every not going to watch. I'm not going to watch that many of those games. No. I, and on, and a, on a practice field with no crowd. And I mean, we don't. We don't. You watch probably a lot more MLS than I do, um, but we want we want MLS to succeed. We want MLS to do good. Yeah. We want we want people to think highly of our league. So that's why we're having this conversation, right? That's why. Yes. That's why the, asking these questions are worth asking, right? Well, I guess to take it, Puro should should SAFC and the USL come back with some kind of silly tournament format just to get the wheels greased and get going again so like a it's almost like a like a baseball spring training you know when we they're all going to florida they're gonna play and get in shape and have some games and we got a champion we can't um right so i guess this is a good way of looking at it i don't think usl can financially do anything like that right like mls is a very league driven league correct the league offices have a bunch of power the 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 Don Garber, the commissioner of MLS, is there to make money and help the owners make money yeah. and protect their investment. Yeah. The players are um, are very secondary in that in that league. And also, they're televised by ESPN, and these games are all going to be at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Yeah, in Orlando. Like, yeah, it's it's the, um, with USL, which is very individual. Own each franchise and is no, no, people aren't necessarily on the same page. Uh-huh. I don't think financially they could do anything like that. As a matter of fact, so oh, the news that we know about the USL, or that I know at least, um, they've reached an agreement with their players' association. Mm-hmm. They SAFC or the USL has put out a date, uh, July 11th, mm-hmm. uh, as when they're starting. But other than that, no format, no. No, how are we gonna? How are we gonna do this? Like, is this a full season? What? Like, no real details, right? What are we? Two weeks away, right? And and three that's, weeks away from that date. And that's probably, I think, um, stems from that it's not a centralized league, right? It's like the individual teams are more satellites and have a greater gravitational pull than the league itself. Does that does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like the league is going to say we're going to do it this way, and then everyone's going to agree, and that's yeah. the way it's going to happen. Like, as you mentioned to me, and we've mentioned, there's some MLS two teams there that, we go. that may not where, even that may not even play. So yeah, that's where I was going to transition to. Is you've got 36 teams in the league. Rumor has it nine of them are MLS two teams. So one in four teams is a second team of an MLS team, and. There's rumors out there on in articles saying that the MLS two teams may just sit it out, so they they're they're in the USL. They may just say no, we're good. We're playing MLS this year. We're not going to play USL this year. Uh, how does that make you feel, or what do you think, or what do you survive on that? Um, it would knock out a quarter of the league. Yeah, it's you've mentioned this, and I I I wholly uh, subscribe to to what you're saying. That's like. Why do you have a team that doesn't want to play soccer? Yeah, a soccer why do you team. have a soccer team that doesn't want to play soccer? <laughs> that and and so it it um it makes me question the viability of the league. You know, it makes me m- makes me question the the seriousness of it. 
of it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, the defending champion is a is an MLS two team. Not, although we've talked about it before, not really, but but kind of. And um, it's certainly owned by an MLS team, and it's a second team for them. They just do a really great professional job at it. It, it makes me real how how tenuous the financial viability of a lot of the individual teams are. Probably, what like you- the MLS teams are probably like, well, why like it costs us too much money to to do this. This is kind of silly. Why don't we just you know keep it in house? What do you think would happen if a major sports league team chose not to enter? So let's say the NFL starts up, yeah, and the Washington tribal name that I don't like. To say, that's a bad example. Tennessee Titans say we're not going to play yeah. this year because we don't want to infect our players and our our quarterback has a wife who's in danger, so we can't play our season without a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I should they keep? Should that be okay? Is that acceptable? The good anal- the good analogy. I was watching the Dan Patrick show today, and they were talking about the NBA tournament. And you know how they're taking some of those teams that have a chance of making the playoffs, but like, let's say they lose their first two games, Spurs. and yeah, let's say the Spurs lose their first two games, they're out. Uh, and, and have no chance of making it to the playoffs, what keeps them from just saying, eh, we're going home? You well, know? they'd have to play other teams that would be determining their spots. I mean, you're just sitting out – you're just because every league has teams that lose, but right. I see what you're saying. Con- con- contractual relationships, probably, that's, what's, that's <laughs> what would keep teams from probably like – so they probably have to pay these guys. Um, I mean, you were Al mule, so you don't understand what it's like, but for the crappy schools <laughs> – <laughs> we play Floresville, and they're 0-15 in soccer. Why are they playing soccer? Right. I don't know. It's, it's fun. Yeah, but, but the MLS, too, like, I mean, obviously they're trying to do something with that team, or else they wouldn't have formed it to begin with, right? Like, you want your guys getting as much playing time as well, possible. I mean, I think you're right, and we're kind of getting off track. And on some level, you're right that it's because there's a pandemic that can kill people. So do sports matter? Yes. Do sports matter, and you're going to kill people about them? Right. How about that? That that's another way of looking at it. Is that the is that the criteria that they're using? Is that what they're using to decision? Or are they looking at it from a financial and or and saying like, eh, it's not worth it, worth it? Or are they looking oh. at it from a humanitarian way and being like, eh, it's not worth? The- I think it's just a lot of trouble and a lot of danger and a lot of liability. I don't know if just not entering a team with and, not the same stakes as these European leagues, like we've been talking, like yeah. you know, there are no TV contracts for the USL that are that are going to pay any bills. Well, more basically, Clayton, does it surprise you? Am I asking you too many questions? No, I, this is. Okay. I mean, does it surprise you that USL is considering playing because there is no TV money? Why are they doing it? Does it surprise you? And if if it doesn't. Then why the hell are they doing it? I, I I did not think there would be a season. Wow. Um, I don't know at what point I I didn't like when I when like there were no changes on the SAFC website for like two months. You know, other than the stories about the SA Thunder, I go. I'm thinking to myself, man, this. this and, and and I'm asking myself the same questions. Like, really, what's what's the point? So Matthew and I have something to pot about. You know, I see what they were doing now, Clayton. What's that? It was a it was a not so subtle nudge, and then I just realized it. All those articles were yeah. like, "Look, this is a team that gave up, folded, oh, good. and quit." I didn't think about that. And we are not. Yeah. We are here. Yeah, it's like Michael Jordan putting out his putting out the uh, documentary. Out, yeah, the documentary right now. Like, like, oh, you think you think LeBron's the greatest? No, 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 no. no. I'm the greatest. You know, it's 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 that way.
Yeah, sure. I see what you're getting at. Okay, I'm going to go quick then. Ready? Yeah. SAFC comes back. Do they uh, do they, do they? they have uh, fans in the stadium? I sent you an article today. Yes. Louisville is opening a 15,000-seat stadium. I've seen the renderings of it. It looks like a gorgeous stadium. 15,000 seats. Yep. And the state of whatever Louisville is in, Kentucky, I hope. Yeah. I think it borders, too. Their governor just made a statement saying... Yes, you guys can do this 50% capacity? 50%. So that would be like 4,000 at our field of 8,000. Should we uh, should we play at our home stadium? Um, if they... With a crowd. Okay, so... And what percent? So once again, going, financially it would not be viable for these teams to play anywhere other than their home their home, their home stadiums. Like we said, they can't do the bubble. Thing, okay, so right? we're, we're not doing... You agree? So, you think it's the right... Th- we yes, learned... that is 100% the right call. I don't think there's any argument. Now the German that. teams... Put, sorry, am I? No, the, go. The, I, I just learned this this week that all the German players are living in hotel rooms right now. For this month, they're isolated at like the team center. So they're in a team bubble at like the training facilities. Which I mean, obviously, USL is not going to do. No, and like they just now, I just saw on the US that um, teams can start contact training tomorrow. Um, and I don't really know. Maybe we should go play. Maybe they need some bodies. <laughs> I am able bodied at this juncture. Yeah, um, and I had I just started running again like two and you're, you're not in a risk category. Yeah. So anyway, um, they they need to play at their stadiums. Then the next question then is, can people go in those stadiums and watch? And and I don't know whether they should. Huh. If they told me as a season ticket holder that I can go watch them play, I'm going to consult the people that care about my well being. And I care about their well-being. And if we thought it was a good idea, uh, I would go and watch. How about yeah. that? I feel like we could Does get... Does that sound like a, a good way of explaining it? I think that 25 to 50% capacity, they could make a lot of money compared to none. I still love the idea that you had when the I think we last caught Yes. I mean, they're doing concert series like yeah, that. That's like right. Like in Nashville, they're the doing... drive-in concert. Yes. So yes. you can have a game in the stadium and then a parking lot for... Set up the... Um, set up the... Uh, the screens like in the... Out, in the Northeast Independent School District parking lot or underneath the bridge AT&T and let every, and let everybody... <laughs> I think that's a little... I think that's a little much. Parking lot? Um, I guess it's not like adjacent. Yeah, like yes, keep just that parking lot would be fine. You could fit, you could fit a few hundred cars in that, and then still be able to see the. Let's be honest, Clayton. SAFC probably doesn't have more than four thousand paying customers at games because they're giving the military hundreds of seats. Yeah, they're giving soccer teams deals on like, you know, they wouldn't create a riot by doing that. It wouldn't. It wouldn't like. It wouldn't be so many people that it wouldn't be worth your time. Oh, no. I'm saying in the stadium, I think so many of our tickets are giveaway tickets and freebie tickets. If they just said season ticket holders. um, And they they could keep our money. Yeah. And we would buy items. There you go. That's a good question. Like, if they they said, look, we're going to let season ticket holders in, and regardless of how many games we play, that's... You know, you're getting a, you're getting a, a season. Would you Would you be okay with that? Oh yeah, I'm fine with them keeping my money right now. Like, I joined museums though, just so they can have my fifty five dollars. I understand. I get that. I, I've I've held season tickets every year. We've had a soccer team, and I don't. I didn't always go to many games. 
would you think would you think that that decision then was then just being um, made because they wanted to keep your money or do you think they'd make that decision because they know they want to give you a quality product and they want they want soccer lovers to be able to come out and watch it how about that I think they're just trying to make it work just like we are on Lark Clayton <laughs> This fucking pandemic, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I get that. You didn't go out there and yell at Rafa Castillo. Did I tell you I saw Rafa Castillo running? No. Tell me. <laughs> I was driving. Wait, you saw LaHood before the playoff game, I, right? Doing gra- graduation, driving around all of northern San Antonio, visiting all of the seniors in my car. Uh-huh. And I shit you not, I drove by Rafa Castillo going on a run. If He lives uh, pretty near O'Connor High School, I'd say. Are, I mean, are you sure it was Rafa Castillo? There are a lot of shorts. Five four, pitbull shaved head, oh, man. and like calves from fucking <laughs> Venus, just calves on calves. Did you did you yell something that only a Colombian no, living I, in San Antonio? I double taked and I was like, no. How many short little dudes running are there? And then like an, an hour later, I was like, no, really though, no one has that body. Just a, he is jacked, man. Good story. <laughs> Good story. Good, Good story. Talk. Okay, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think that... I think they can make almost the same money. Oh, I was going to say, the YMCA sent us an email and it said, do you want to keep paying your dues even though we're closed or do you want to suspend your membership? Would they have to do that for you? Is that what you would want as a season ticket holder? No, I would be I would be fine with, with them like maybe putting some of my money towards next year or something like that. Like, I'm not gonna fight with them either way. I'm not gonna write a, a scathing, a scathing, you know, email or something like that. What about like the douchiest guy you know that's I, a ticket holder? I want them to put forth some effort to allow me to watch a game in as close to a communal setting as as we could. Whether it's whether it's in the parking lot or let me go or at least give me the option to. I don't necessarily know if I will if I'll if I'll take it, but I, I want the I want the option. Okay, I get that's selfish. No, I think you're right. Selfish. I mean, you you're know, like, giving them your money. So- I mean, I'll watch them on TV. You know, what's also. selfish is is people who don't support financially or otherwise, and just want to tell that people what to do. There we go. Okay. Have a stake. I, I am do. giving you my money. That is. Yeah. Like money is time and effort in right. this world. So money is your form of supporting them. Sure. That's to get what you want. Yeah. That's the way life works. Mm-hmm. You scratch my back, I scratch And like back. we've purposely um we've purposely, you know, limited our trying to access SAFC and stuff like that so we can maintain a critical point of view, right? Like so that like I have a stake in this. I'm a season ticket holder. I can still be critical. I'm not betrothed. I'm not betrothed to you. Yeah. You know. Totally. Right. I would have been a season ticket holder regardless. Um, I think I know what you're going to say, given some of your previous comments. Should they uh, pipe in crowd noise on the ESPN <laughs> Plus for the SAFC games? No, but yeah. Let's imagine a world where there's two thousand people, season ticket holders, in the stadium, and we're cheering, but it's like a preseason game. Like, Should they spice it up a little? No, I, I, I would. You know what? I want to. I want to hear just like. Somebody DJ like a guest DJ in DJ. the stadium. Yes, like a guest DJ instead, like just playing like no. like at a like at a hockey game, like da 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 da, 
You must have been a big Scorpions fan. Exactly. All that rinky Exactly. That's well. That's why I can never figure out why the Scorpions didn't play. Uh, Rock Me Like a Hurricane as their like walkout song, you know, by the Scorpions. I was like, I was like, why do they not play the Scorpions music the entire t- the entire game? Like San Antonio is a metal town, and like that would go over so well. But anyway, okay, so, no, 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 no. I, I'm I'm joking about the DJ part. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's until until I die. I want to be in a visa. Yeah. <laughs> and I have anyway. Um. Yeah. No. No crowd noise. No crowd noise. Okay, um, running joke between me and friend of the pod, Henry Amen, is every week, I don't know if it's because he's 71 or because he's being funny, but he's not. Literally every game that he goes to, he's a season ticket holder. He says, what time's the game? And at the beginning of the season, I sent him a picture of the schedule, and I was like, before you ask, every game this year, just like last year, and just like the year before, is Saturday at seven thirty. There's a few. There's a few You're right. exceptions, like a friendlies against Mexican teams and stuff. But and maybe there's a Friday for Fiesta or Fourth yeah. of July. Should we copy Spain and put and the MLS now too and make these games all of the time so you can watch Phoenix and Reno and um? Should we be playing SAFC games? So that I guess that's a, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. Um, what is going to be safer for the teams and for like what's going to accommodate travel and that kind of stuff more? Would it be would it be long layoffs or would it be and like so like if they took long layoffs and just did try to do the regular season, it could go, it would go. I think deep into the winter. Say, I mean, all these European leagues are playing multiple games a week that they didn't used to. So, like Mon- Sunday, Mon- Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. Wednesday, t- Saturday, Tuesday. Do you think that's asking too much of of these athletes that haven't trained well, in, in a long time? American travel times. I mean, there, I bet you for a lot of these players, um, Europe and, and everywhere, this is the longest they've gone. Since they were probably uh, four years old without playing a game, yeah. right? Does that does that seem and like? Also in America, we're flying. Well, we could keep it as close as we can, but you are flying places. You can't play constantly. When you take athletes out of their familiar rhythms and out of their um, yeah. their creature comforts yeah. and their habits, I that's when you, how you ask like people to get hurt and stuff like that. Does, does that mean? I, and I've well, noticed I've noticed some really tired legs in a lot of these European games that I've watched. Well, uh, USL did formally approve five substitutions this week, so there's a step that we copied Europe, right? Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. There we go. What can we learn? What can we? If listeners, if you didn't know, they're allowing five substitutions this year due to coronavirus for the rest of the season in all these leagues. Clayton, do you think a lot of these things are going to stay? And like, I'm talking five subs. I'm talking piped-in crowd noise. If it's a l- bad environment at the stadium, uh, what else are these things that we're just going to become a water breaks in Europe? A water break? Oh yeah, they did that. In that is England. A, that is a thing that's been going on right now. You know all the things they would say to us about that, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden that they're playing in the summer, it's like, well, of course, it's eighty-two. Well, and they've turned into little mini coaching sessions yes. too that I that I've watched. Chef Guardiola said, "This is the greatest thing. I've always wanted a timeout, but." Are these things going to stick, or is that all going to go back to normal? Um, I think in the we had started 
doing the the water breaks due to the heat. Yeah. Like that World Cup. That World Cup, and then we kept it. Men's League started doing it in San Antonio, we did. right? We did. <laughs> it's like, yes. yes. Thank goodness. It's 104. Saving lives. <laughs> Saving lives. Um. Um. What about digital crowd? SAFC could use that at some home here's, games. Here's what I think. Empty seats in LAFC, like LA Galaxy two. Here's what I think we can do different that Europe can't do that that. And I and they can't. I don't think they can. They can't ever do it. Um, USL needs to break up the Eastern and Western Conference, and like we talked about, there needs to be divisions oh. for this season. And they haven't said what the format of how yes. they're going to do anything. There should be regional. There should be regional divisions. Maybe that would encourage the MLS teams like that are on the West Coast that are that are. You know what I'm saying? Like so that they're not flying Tacoma over to San Antonio. For the bunch of sixteen-year-old kids, you know, like I, all, I really uh, don't think those teams are going to play. I think, and we didn't talk about this. But don't you think setting it up regionally would help for inclusion? I think setting up regionally is the right thing to do for a lottery for mm-hmm. health and safety too. Okay. So I think you nailed it. I'm with it, and I've seen articles saying that's what they're going to do. And that's something that other leagues can't do. So that's kind of something that's kind of cool that the USL. Yeah, and then we could do more. You know, we get excited when we're going to play Rio Grande or El Paso. You know? Yeah. The Texas Cup, it's stupid, but I am more excited if we're playing a Texas team. Always. Than if we're playing Portland Timbers, too. Always. Uh, where was I going to get? Oh, I think that if the MLS two teams don't play, I told you this off air, that they should get sent down to the, to the third division. Opens up a possibility or a or a, a pathway for relegation in the USL. Promotion and relegation in the USL. I don't even care about that. I say if you're not going to play a season in our league, that's why I asked you earlier about if the Tennessee Titans didn't play, they'd still be in the NFL, right? Right. <laughs> I think you send them down. This is a this is a step in trying to solidify yourself and trying to put your put putting your foot down. How serious are you? Yeah. And, and put, if you can just take years off and letting the league uh, take a step forward towards being a more centralized league. And I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing. More I don't think it's more centralized. It's more committed. How about this? Get to trim the fat, Clayton. Because how about this? Here's a good analogy. Um, Major League Baseball is constricting yeah. and doing away with minor league minor league uh, baseball. Does right? that tell you that that sport is growing or exa- dying? Exactly, right. Yeah. So so if, if if the MLS two teams can have that kind of power and which means the MLS is in, is in a, in a way exercising power over the USL. Yeah. It's, it's it makes it look like a substandard league. Oh, you're saying we get out from under their shadow a yes, little bit. Yes. 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 Well, and there is a third division, the League 1. So it's not like you're Look, you're playing against pros. I don't know. I think it's a good opportunity to do that. MLS, they can withdraw, and you know what? And like you said, fine, you guys don't play this season, but then you're going to be playing Chattanooga and Forward Madison and those, and you know what? Um, And then if you don't decide you don't want to come back, then... We're gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, would it's would, drawing a line in the sand, kind of. It is. The, it's it's a baller move. A would baller the move. USL make it without the MLS two teams? I think so. 
I mean, I mean, they pay the bills, right? They let's let's say it's like the fraternity animal house. They're like, we need the dues. Let's say, does USL need the dues? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know enough about the finances. So, like you said, there's nine of thirty-six. Yeah. So one fourth of the league disappeared. I mean, twenty-seven. Are there, are there enough other teams like Louisville and San Antonio and that that have nice stadiums that are you know like, or will that make the 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 Tulsas of the world? You know, or the, um, or I don't know, whoever like plays in a small rinky dink, you know. It, it takes me back to NASL and where the Scorpions played. And in the NASL, teams would take a year off and, and that made the league less serious. It did. And so if these nine teams want to take the year off, I think you're right. I don't know. It's easy for us to say, right? And, We're just having a podcast. And, and, and then they're just like, you know, and then they try to, if they try to fill those spots with like Puerto Rico, who then goes bankrupt after one year, or, oh, let's bring the Rochester Rhinos back and, and fill them in. Yeah. You know, like I, it, that makes it less legitimate. It, it does. It makes it look like a fly by night kind of like just kind of cash grab. And then there are more teams in the pipeline. Like David Villa has a Queens team coming. Mm-hmm. So, like, 30 teams would be a lot of teams anyway. I don't think we need 40 teams. And promotion relegation would allow, like, a sincerity to, 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 to show itself, yes. You know what I'm saying? Up. Yep. If yep. you think, if you're going to take it seriously like RSL does with their two-team, earn your way back into the Right, league. and Red Bulls too, you know. They or say, want... look, you play this season, you're still in. But you, if you opt out, you're down a division. They're, they are definitely, this is going to... This is really a crux, I think, for the U.S. You know, like it could fold. I mean, I mean, that, and the more that we talk about it, the more I get a little scared. <laughs> I, but we don't know anything about the financial stability of the league as a whole. We we really don't. You know, I mean, it's like this. SAFC has a stadium, like exploding clause that if we don't have an MLS team in a couple of years, we're going to pay fines. Yeah, you know, there's crap like that in every city. Yeah, stadium owner, players. Right. Um, That's everything I have written down, Clayton. Yeah, we kind of touched on the... I guess we didn't touch on, like... It's kind of odd. We I guess we touched on it with the um, Players Association for the USL. But, like, in Europe, a lot of these players at these clubs are out of contract. Mm-hmm. And that's, kind of, that's an interesting thing. And I guess USL had to fix that first, and it kind of sounds like they did do that by extending contracts. Yeah. You know? So whenever I guess they know when they're going to be done, and they extended the contracts to to whenever that's going to be. Hmm. You know they haven't publicized what it is, but in Europe, there's big name players that like can just walk away from their team right now if they want. And you know, uh, perfect example, Timo Werner. Uh, well, he's still playing. He is still playing, but he but can't August play in 1st. the Champions League. Is it because he's signed? Uh, yes, and after July. So, so there's weird, there's weird business stuff going on that we've never really had to think about before, um, as soccer fans. But but when as we try to talk about it intelligently, we need to know about. You know, I want to say, I think because I've just been asking you, I think they should play at home. I think they should let in season ticket holders. I think they should not do crowd noise ever unless there's no fans, even if it's just just 2,000 of us. And I do think they should stick with Saturday at 7.30. Because I I was talking to Dave about his ritual is he's got a buddy and they go and they eat at El Jaro de Arturo 
and it's like their pregame meal and they have a margarita and they catch up and then they go to the game and like focus on the soccer and it's like church right you don't just have church one night on friday night and the next week on monday morning like it's local it's a thing for us here in san antonio we're not beaming it to china keep it as much like a season as as and we've Let talked us, about this in our regular in our regular day-to-day lives we want to try to keep as much normalcy as possible that's like why this. we podcast on tuesday because yes. like give me one little semblance of the old normal world i i want them to, to bring it back as close to normal as possible yes i mean if i thought if there's an apocalypse it'd be a lot more exciting than this clayton <laughs> this is some weak shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, they need to get us some answers soon because July 11th is three weeks away, right? Sure. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get some answers soon. We'll be back next week with something. Yeah. I've got a free kick, Clayton, do you? I do, but you, you Our free kicks first. are brought to us by Trevino Tile. They still are. Uh, zero reported corona cases in the Trevino household. Are you sitting around your house, like, just staring at your house? Broken tile everywhere. And you need, like, you want to mix it up a little bit? You're tired of staring at the same thing over and over? Trevino tile. He could do some Mexican tile because he's got family in Mexico. He can do whatever kind of tile you want that is going to get you out of your malaise. (laughs) TrevinoTile.com. 210. Google it for the phone number. Willie, thanks, dude. Season ticket holder, big fan of the pod, fan of our. Uh, we're fans of his. Um, my free kick. I woke up this morning to um, find that Middlesboro, my team, listeners of the pod know that I'm a Middlesboro fan. Um, I've seen multiple of their games over in your over in the UK. Um, I follow them pretty damn closely as an American, and uh, they fired their coach after one game. Um, I woke up this morning to see that they fired their coach after one game. They lost to Swansea this weekend, 3-0. They are now um, out of the relegation zone only by uh, goal difference. And they hired Neil Warnock, who came, was coaching Cardiff. Uh, I'll tie it into SAFC. And I'll also tie it into um, another uh, of our podcasts. For those of you who listen to the Sunderland Till I Die episode, they are tracking Sunderland right now a once great big club with a long history uh, one of the most well known youth academies in in all of the UK it's actually near Sunderland right? it is it is in the northeast the same kind of mentality and uh, they are one step away from dropping down to division one with like five games left six games left and so I woke up to that this morning and uh not to mention the the manager they fired, Jonathan Woodgate, uh, is, is from there. He is from Middlesbrough. He played for Middlesbrough. He um, he's maybe infamously known as one of the worst transfers ever. He went to Real Madrid mm-hmm. for an insane amount of money and then got mm-hmm. hurt and hardly ever played. But I mean, he is a borough boy uh, up the borough through and through. And they just after one game back, they just canned him. And I am. I am stressing. It was a stressful day for me. Well, there's no better I, I needed to get that off my shoulders. This wasn't a question. <laughs> this wasn't a... For those of you out there that care about my mental health and well-being, uh, you know, I'll I'll give you guys some updates ne- in the, over the next couple of weeks. But, I mean... But tumultuous. Why would you do that after one game back? Why wouldn't you do that back in April? When, like, the fans weren't even calling for his head or anything like that. I think and, they saw some things. Oh. And my. then they got back and they played and they're like, "Oh my god, we were right." Maybe well, I've talked about maybe the man maybe the, the chairman's name is Stephen Gibson. He's a borough guy. He's locally owned. He's 
put he's put his heart and soul into that team and tons of money and more importantly and this will be financial ruin for him probably if they drop down to to league one but you know maybe he saw like kind of what we talked about a malaise a mm-hmm. th- and like and like who's that on that's on the manager like the way we talked about david wagner the the shocker coach like is it on the manager or is it on the players but hey. he he chose he can't fire his players <laughs> I'll tell you what, we had a teacher, not going to get into any more detail than that, but a teacher that I am aware of who uh, pandemic did not go well for. And you tell me how you get fired when you're working from home. (laughs) (laughs) And I I will tell you off air, but it's highly confidential and such. But, uh, you know, we all deal with this in our own way. And I think we've all had our ups and downs, and a lot of us have had our ups and downs, and some of us have just had downs. <laughs> and I think maybe Woody, you know, was having threesomes with strippers, and uh, just that's not anyway. Or maybe he just didn't leave his house, and he showed up, and was just like, "What's the point of soccer?" You know, I I don't know. Let's just I'm I'm over here in San Antonio, Na- Texas. Nana Woodgate died of the COVID. How do you know? <laughs> I can't. I don't have my finger on the pulse. I don't. I read a lot of articles. Like on news now, and then I type in Middlesbrough. But anyway, that's my that's my free kick. Not a question. Not a just a little rant. Just a little mental health check. Are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Check. Thank you. <laughs> Let me put that in my notes. All right. What do you have? Clayton is okay. <laughs> Bruce Arena uh, came out and said he didn't quite get. You know, he was a national team coach twice. Yes. He didn't quite get why they play the national anthem before a pro sporting event. Clayton, should they play the national anthem before USL games? I don't care. My life would not be any different if they kept it or if... Actually, I take it back. It would be less inconvenient if they didn't play it. Because a lot of times I have to stop where I am and... And I do that. I have a sign, but that, which I guess there's another question: Do I man. need that in my life? Do I need to be reminded of what I need, what I should be respecting, or what, or what I have reverence for? Well, uh, I, I hate to be so reactive tonight, but I'm the one with the notes. So a lot of what I'm doing is just reading the notes and seeing your response, and then responding to your response. So I'm gonna. Well, respond. I don't. I don't have any notes. Normally yes. I do. You broke your vow. Right. Malaise, right? right? And I'm not giving you crap. You're just going through the motions, just coming up to the pod, <laughs> doing Clayton. You know, I'm. You're doing your thing, and so is Shalka. And no. Uh, so to be completely responsive, like what you could say that it's part of the drop. You were you were saying that what you miss out on is like the pageantry. Yeah. And you're telling me that the anthem's not part of the passion. I get you. And like the playing on Friday night or Saturday Play night. Play Saturday at 7.30. I say I'll see you at the tailgate. Ritual. Ritual. Ritual is, is, some, ritual is something. We do it. It's Tuesday night. Here I am. I don't have a job. I don't have anything. My next engagement is August 14th for work. And that might not even happen. I guess the, the, the question that like should it, should it mean more and... If it doesn't, then that's on me. You know, I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I haven't I haven't done a lot of searching with that. I, know I am surprised. A, I know there's a lot of searching going on. I was right prepared now for you to say yes. Um, I'm, I'm. You're the baseball fan. I do. I get it. I I know. I mean, I don't ever, I don't ever not take my hat off. I don't ever not stop what I'm doing. Um, Are you a heart holder? 
Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends. I'm, I'm like the guys, I say the pledge every day for the last 12 years. Like, I got patriotism out of my ears. I don't need to salute. I don't need to hold my heart. I'll stop. So what's your answer? I didn't really give a good answer. I guess I did, but... You know, I, I don't... It's like, uh... Yeah, it is hard. At my wedding, we didn't have groomsmen. We didn't do the, like, grab that garter. The garter belt and the bouquet. Yeah, just... My wedding was about friends getting together and sharing a moment. and I Ritual is important, though. But to me personally, it's not. So I would be fine... If it were me and it was Shadowverse, we wouldn't do it. If I I don't need it, it doesn't need to be added. But I don't want someone like coming to my house and yelling at me because I don't like it or something. Let, how about this? Is, play it, play it, and good. But is, I, is it a reason to not do it because these days it's so divisive? It allows for you know, it allows for that like and 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 that conversation. And that's not me yes. trying to silence anybody. That's just me like. Looking at it from a, you know, it it's definitely not a uniting thing right now. It's supposed to be, but it right and and it is it, it so do I want do I want from the very beginning to be divided? <laughs> I mean, just imagine if I sent out the listener poll this week was, do you salute the flag when they play the anthem at the USL games? And you know, the text came, but it would get spicy, guaranteed. People get pissed. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Well, there be some vet on it who's going to tell whoever says no why they're wrong. It's a um, and there'd be someone on there telling the vet. It's it's something that's not political in nature that has become super political. Yeah, and I don't, and we're not. I don't want to go down this road. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like this. The Rona. The Rona is not a political thing. It's a it's a virus, but it has become a political thing, has it not? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you know, I feel real answer. They should definitely play the anthem before Major League Baseball games because just baseball and the national anthem go hand in hand. But soccer, I don't care. Like, um, how about this? How about they? Uh, like, I went to a game at Everton at uh, at uh, Goodison Park one time, and the song that they play, I don't remember know all the words, but like. I think the title of it, I don't care what the red shite say. Like, and it's basically just there, and they can all rally around their dislike for Liverpool mm-hmm. is the base of that song. They don't play God Save the Queen before before a game. They just play the, about their dislike, and everyone rallies around that. Can we find a song that everyone can rally behind, like Puto yeah. SAFC? I guess maybe that's part of my viewpoint. Clayton, I, I can't think of another country I've ever been to where they played the national anthem before a game. Now, a USA game... Yes, right? Because someone who doesn't know me listening to the pod might say, well, at the Olympics, at the World... Yeah, at the Olympics. Yes, Yes, at the World Cup. I'm not going to hesitate at all and say yes. These people haven't seen me go to a USA men's soccer game where I am head-to-toe USA, flag painted on my face, draping the flag around me, crying at the anthem because that's our team. But... S San Antonio FC. If anything, let's play the Texas theme song. Or is anybody going to San Antonio? Yeah, like I said, let's find a, let's find a rallying cry. Not, could, a, not a divisive issue. Or rock me like a hurricane. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's getting divisive just because we're in. I'm scared of what 
some crazy person might get mad about. Right, and I want I want to be um, embracing my my fellow man there. You know what I'm saying? Not like looking like looking at somebody. It's like, well, what's their reaction? What what are they doing? You know? You don't think that playing it is kind of a little. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like for for an SAFC game, shut up and stop what you're doing, or you're an asshole. Um, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. We're we're, we're not going to solve it tonight, but no, no, but, no, no, no. But um, it's an interesting thought experiment. That's all. Good, uh, <laughs> good, good free kick. Good free kick. All right. Well, we're gonna work on some things. And then, um, you know, yeah, this was our this. This is return to play, Clayton. Yeah. So we're, we're back working out some kinks. And we'll be, and we'll be back, and we'll we'll come up with something next weekend. Maybe maybe a special guest. Are are you giving us a Jonathan Woodgate fired after one episode review? Or I think I think we're in mid season form tonight. You know, although we're to, at to each his own. Eighty minutes. Maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe maybe a special guest next week. I don't know. We'll see. Hope so. Are you gonna work on that? I I will. All right. Buenas noches.